This is the Protect Help Give Show with J.M. Ryerson. Hey, hey, what is happening, you guys? Welcome back to Protect Help Give Podcast. We are here on Thursday Thoughts. I have my co-host, Mr. Nathan Snar. Boom. Mr. Snar is in the house. And we also have a gentleman that I am very close with. He has literally been in the top one, two, and three. I think maybe he's always top one or two. One, two. One, one two. two. All right. His entire career. And you know what I love about John? He's just not that gifted. No, I mean that very jokingly. He's extremely <laughs> talented, but he is leading the charge. And what we're going to talk about today is what I used to call the leprechaun. Because I used to hear that this existed, but I had just never seen one actually happen. And John is taking this thing and making it a reality. So I want to talk about premium finance today. So, John, I know you've been doing a fair amount of these, brother. This is no longer a leprechaun. No, Jam. And first of all, Nate and Jam, thank you for inviting me to your to this uh, podcast. It's been a it's been a topic that I've been intrigued about. And let's just say I was intrigued about it. Maybe like you were maybe three to four years ago. And I kind of did some research on it. And then life kind of took over kids and family and other business responsibilities. And it literally just fell into my lap where I I had a, a really good friend of mine who is a, a, a very successful mortgage broker. And he approached me from my Denver Chamber of Commerce group and said, Becker, I need some insurance. I said, great, what kind? He goes, the kind where I don't throw my money away. I said, okay, great. He said, how much do you need? He said, I don't know, 3 million. I said, okay. And he goes, but you do premium finance, right? And I looked at him, I froze in my tracks. I said, sure do. Let's set a meeting in about a month. And just cause I'm really busy but I'm going to research the best companies and plans. And that, to be very honest, is what really sparked <laughs> uh, my my interest in becoming an expert. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I am an expert, but what I've done is I've, we've been able to align ourselves up with a company called NIW and Kaizen, and they are an expert in the premium finance world. And so have had the opportunity to work very closely with them to really understand how does it work? Why do people consider using this? And what's the, what's the potential outcome? Like, why do people want to look at this strategy and jam and Nate, I'm bought in. I mean, we've been, um, you know, getting our, our division up and running. Uh, we are giving, I feel some really good qualifying tips out to our, our reps in the field on what would be a potential candidate for this. And I've been beat up at the plate, JM, and they no lies. I like learned <laughs> how to play baseball. I mean, I've run probably 15 of these meetings, and the first five were, well, eh, not very good. I mean, I struck out a lot. And but the one thing I will promise all of you that, that are listening to anyone that wants to give us an opportunity to help your clients is. I'm getting better. That's all I could tell you. Uh, more foul balls, right? Taking more balls, you know, when they're thrown to me and I'm hitting singles, I'm hitting doubles. And so um, with that whole spirit of one of our mantras of getting better every day, I promise you, I am practicing my presentation and just learning and learning and learning as we go. And we have a lot of, of great opportunities on the table as we speak. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, John. So it's, um, 
tips and tricks, right? And getting better every day. I think everybody forgets that part when you add in a new line of business uh, to what we got going on. Because when we initially joined, it was just life insurance and annuities, and we've grown so much since then. So, uh, for I, I have two part question, right? One, what does premium finance mean? How is that different than like an IUL? Um, that we do on a daily basis. Um, and then what do you think are like some qualifying things that you look for in a first appointment that says, you know what, this person could be a very good candidate or a potential candidate for this? Because it's not for everybody, right? You can't just, you know, everybody's like, yeah, I want, I want to do premium finance. But what does that even mean, man? Yeah, great. Two great questions, Nate. And that's that's what I was searching for <laughs> during my 30, my 30 window. <laughs> Uh, day window I gave myself. So I feel I, I can address those, those questions. So premium finance, in essence, is an index universal life on steroids. So those of you in the audience that are helping clients set aside money into an index universal life plan for the opportunity for an income tax-free distribution down the road to supplement their pension, their social security, or whatever else they're doing, Keep that concept in mind. It's literally a, an, an IUL on steroids, okay? And what's really unique about this strategy is that it, it truly addresses three risks that we're facing. The first one is a market risk, right? Uh, COVID-19 destroyed people's retirement plans. Now, they have rebounded, don't get me wrong, but people's accounts all dropped 20, 30, 40%. So it addresses market risk because we utilize an indexing strategy where you can capture some of the gains without losing any money. The second risk it addresses, Nate and Jam, is a is tax risk. We are at all time high with debt, and we have no clue what the government is going to tell us when we take money out out of our qualified plans. What our tax rate is going to be, and so I hear a lot of of theories that, you know, when I retire, my tax bracket is lower and all this jazz. I'm like, eh, you actually don't know that, to be fair. Like, that's just a guess, right? And so with this potential solution, it just erases that. There's no guessing games because when you take an income tax redistribution, you pay zero in taxes. And most importantly, it addressed the biggest risk of all. It's capital risk. I have done, I've been in this business to your point, Jam and, and Nate, since what, 2006. And I've never heard of anyone when I asked them, hey, if you were able to put more money away for retirement, would you do it? Like, if you had a bucket of money, would you put it in there? Everyone always says yes. But the challenges are, is that we, we get married, right? So that's always expensive for us guys, right? We, <laughs> maybe for women too, I don't know, but I'm living my own story. We get a mortgage, right? So now there's a bill. Um, we have kids. Well, kids are not cheap, right? You got daycare costs, you got diapers, you got formula, you got the older they get, suddenly they want Teslas and watches and all this crazy stuff at age 14 because they're watching this on YouTube. It's expensive. So life gets in the way. And the one thing that we, we sacrifice, which we should not, is putting money away for retirement, but we don't have the money. So when you're talking to your clients, and they make $100,000, you know, joint household income or 200,000. And they have assets, meaning they have 100 grand, 150,000 in checking and savings, which is, by the way, it's people have this, they might have CDs because they're afraid of the market. 
So like I, they're like, I'm fine getting a 1% rate of return because I don't want to lose any money, right? You have people that have money. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. So you're looking for a hundred, 150, $200,000 in maybe a checking or savings account. Okay. And you just ask them, right? What are you currently doing for retirement? And a lot of people say, well, I'm funding my 401k, which is great. We want people funding retirement plans because less than less than 10% of Americans are putting money away. So you want to celebrate that. But most of the time it's going into a taxable bucket, right? So they are not addressing the tax problem. Most of the time it's going into a plan where it's in mutual funds, stocks, and all that jazz. So it's not protected when the market crashes. And I'm not here to suggest that those plans are bad. What I'm here to suggest is if that is all you're doing, Nate and JM, people are going to have to rely on that for their income, another income stream, and then it becomes very unpredictable. And that unfortunately is where a lot of Americans are at right now. They're doing the best they can, but they're not considering a different avenue for true protection down the road. Okay. I'm sorry, John, but right there, because most people don't even know this exists. Like, again, I've been in the industry over 18 years. I called it a leprechaun for a reason. You used to have to have $5 million net worth. So I actually wish they had rebranded the whole damn thing, truth be told, and called it something different. But I I know why they do. So how do we get it more visible? How do we, is that literally just by asking? Is it you talking to the spouses? Give me some tangible ways to find these people. Yeah. So, so first and foremost, um, I'm not, I don't want to exclude certain people, but there are certain industries where this is, this is definitely more attractive. Okay. So consider the medical field, for example, you have doctors, nurses, dentists, um, pediatricians, it goes on chiropractors, it goes on and on and on. Well, they come out of college with debt. Like they are up to their eyeballs in debt. So guess what they're not doing? in the first 10 years of their career. They're not putting money away because they're paying off their debts, right? And so now they're suddenly 40 and they are in a they are in a position where they are making quite a bit of money, right? To be fair, it's the medical industry. This is a perfect, perfect solution for people in that field because they need to play catch up, right? So if I were to say, hey, Jam, and you're a doctor, how much could you set aside? And they're like, I want to max everything out because that is the truth. They're looking at max 457 plans or 403Bs or 401Ks, everything. I say, great. What if I could show you a strategy where you could potentially put like $50,000 away every year, but only for five years? And we have, a, we have a company because of your income and your net worth that is willing to consider matching up to three times your contributions. And this will create an income tax redistribution for you down the road. Is that something you like to look at? Uh, yes, please. Okay. I'll take it. I'm here. Sign me up. So, again, attorneys, engineers, you're looking for people, right? That have, a, a again, a higher net worth and, and professions will tell, will kind of dictate that for you, right? Like what kind of income they're commanding. And, but we have, we service a lot of teachers, right? And so teachers make 30, 40, 50, 70,000, but their spouses make a hundred grand or 150 or, or different fields. So we cannot ignore that. So it truly is a household income conversation. 
Like, what do both of you do? How are both of you saving for for your retirement, right? And if you can put all the pieces together and you find out that they have money in the bank or they're max funding a 401k or whatever they're doing, this might be an opportunity to get us involved to at least share this strategy that's been around forever, right? We're just, we just understand it a little bit better. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to put it. So <clears throat> for the listeners that are out there, it's an index universal life on steroids. It is a five-year commitment rather than like a 20, 30-year commitment. Now, let's just, so they know, this is a quick hitter, 15 minutes, tips and tricks. So how much income does a household need to qualify for one of these things? At least $100,000 for the last two years, and you have to prove it with W-2. And then after you know that they make the income, how much, because we talked about this, you and I ping pong a lot about it, liquid assets, right? But it's it, you can't say the liquid assets because that's where people get confused. And that's where probably a lot of the, your at-bats so far didn't go as well because they probably didn't even qualify at the end of the day. Um, and I've, you know, I've had my, my few of those as well. So tangible things that the field needs to look for in an appointment. Okay. How much money they make and then what would be the next one? Okay. So it's kind of a twofold question, Nate, because we have two great insurance companies that we can utilize for this strategy. So I'm going to focus on National Life Group first, and then I'll focus on Allianz second, because they're very different. Absolutely. National Life Group requires, they are an income verification company. They want to see that you have made $100,000 household for two years. That is really all they care about. So if someone makes $80,000, they're going to need to, they're also going to have to come to the table and say, by the way, I have $350,000 in assets, right? Because remember, NLG is looking for income. Well, Nate, you didn't, you didn't satisfy that requirement. So now they're going to go outside the box and demand that you have immediate liquidity. Now, what does that mean? If, if you're 40 and you have 500 grand in a 401k, that's not liquidity because you would get penalized if you took money out of your 401k. So it truly is checking, savings. If you have built up a massive cash value in a life policy, you could count that, right? Um, CDs, but qualified money will not count for NLG if you're under 59 and a half. Okay, so I hope that helps. It does. Allianz is income plus or net worth, if that makes sense. So for $200,000 of household income, they're going to require like 4 million of assets. Okay? But you can but again, if you have to satisfy 200 grand and then you can list IRAs, mutual funds, checking, savings, etc. Does that make sense? Yes. NLG is truly income. That's the, that's 90% of what they care about, right? Allianz is income plus net worth. Okay? So the more income you have with Allianz, the less net overall net worth they they require. And that simply is just a financial questionnaire. You're typically not sending in like statements saying, hey, here's my brokerage right. account, Paul Schwab, or whoever it may be. Okay. Now, now and let me now I'm gonna cut you off for a second, JM. Why do they need this money in checking and savings? Why? Because big kicker. It's a great question. This is the only thing that really matters in this strategy. This is what I've discovered in the, my last six meetings. It's the ability to pay it. Everyone 
and I mean this, Jam and Nate, everyone that we've gotten in front of, they love it. But the question they're asking is, can I commit to making this payment year one, year two, year three, year four, year five? And by the way, it's not a conversation of, hey, I think I'm getting a bonus next year, so I should be okay. What if you don't get a bonus? Then what? How are you going to pay it? Does that make sense? That's a great question, Nate, because that always comes down to the ability to commit to this. But if they can, what a great opportunity for someone to create income tax redistribution and protect their family with a massive, massive death benefit for the what if factor. And by the way, when we can share an illustration to show $2 million of income tax redistributions and you go to heaven at 90 and there's still 700,000 that gets transferred to your kids income tax free, it suddenly becomes a very interesting conversation for folks that want to pass the torch of legacy down to their family. Well, here's what I would offer you guys. It, it, Sounds complex. It's really not. If you find somebody with that net worth, you just reach out to John, reach out to John, reach out to Nate, get, get somebody involved and say, Hey, I think I have something here, brother. I appreciate you taking us to the next level. It's an evolution in your career. It is absolutely something that is, it's leveraging the bank's money guys. And it's incredible for those that qualify. So uh, reach out to John. John, I appreciate you being here, man. We certainly do. You, uh, as always, lead from the front and so appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share uh, a little bit of what, about what I've learned in this uh, journey and would love the opportunity to, to do a, a webinar for anyone. We're also considering setting up um, bi-weekly seminars. So instead of having to like figure out what to say, we're just going to send you a link and, and we can have myself or Nate or anyone else that's in this space, just educate people, um, an audience of people and allow them to decide if it makes sense and they can then set up individual meetings with us. So thank you so much. You guys are awesome. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Friday. And um, I think I might have another premium finance. Uh, uh, say, go help Linda with a premium finance case. Get her <laughs> call. No, let her get to her call. Hey, appreciate you, brother. And you guys until next week can continue getting better every day. We'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Our goal is to help a lot of people create life-changing wealth and get better every day. For more information or comments, please reach me at jryerson at appreciationfinancial.com or connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Keep growing and we'll see you next time. This is the Protect Help Give Show with J.M. Ryerson.